Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. You know, with that, uh, my name is Matt Storm, and I, I am so excited about the 30-minute segment today, and I'm trying to cram so much into this, and I started thinking about what was going to be really that thing that I could deliver that hopefully it touches at least one soul in this room and moves them to think differently. That's the whole goal of this next now 27 minutes. So as I speak, I, I just want to, you know, first of all, get an idea for what you think of. This is gonna be um, kind of partially interactive as well in the beginning and then also more during the, uh, during the uh, last part of it. But I wanna know, maybe from one or two of you, if I say this word, what it means to you. It has a meaning lately that I've heard a lot. And so I would like to know if I called you salty, if I said blank is salty, what kind of emotion does that stir up in you or what kind of definition would you give to that word? Would like to see a mic flash and see who would like to be brave enough to answer it. I see Susie and Linda. So Susie, you first, Linda, you second. Here for you, Storm. Wanted to come in and just finished a meeting and pop in to support. Um, salty would be like spicy, kind of spicy. Um, I wouldn't think it was bad. Um, Clearly, I've been called that. <laughs> so if somebody says you're salty, I think it means that you're willing to get in there and season things up. All right. So spicy. I like that. Linda, I saw you flash as well. Oh, my goodness. I was on a phone call, so I, I can answer the question. But if I know the an the question, I'll be happy to answer. I was um, on a phone call. So good. I'm here to participate. So when I say the word salty, what 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 comes to mind? How would you define salty if I called you salty? Uh, kind of mm, upset, maybe. I like that. Okay, cool. I saw Rocky come off, so uh, and I saw Rocky and Patricia, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. So, Rocky, what you got? Hopefully, you can hear me. Okay, am I good, Storm? You know, yes, I'm. 
Yeah, so salty was what I was because I couldn't make it to New York City to see everyone speak at the event. Um, salty is when you are bitter, um, you feel uh, kind of slighted, and you're upset about something. Saltier than a Pringle is what I always say. I love it. And there was one more that I wanted to make sure and get to. So, Christina. I agree. I would say a salty person is an angry person. All right. And somebody else chimed in, too. Patricia. I've been told by my son, Mom, you're salty, meaning that you are sarcastic or everything that Rocky said, you're a little bit bitter or you have an attitude towards the situation at hand. All right. So we've we've pretty much wrapped that up in a bow to say, okay, upset, bitter, anger. I want to give a new meaning to this word. And so my wife knows exactly where I'm going because we were sitting in church yesterday. And uh, one of our teaching pastors was talking about this word specifically in church, which I'm like, how does this have any context or any meaning in, in church? And I'm not going to take you to church today because I have a limited time, and I think that's really Brad. So uh, I'll leave that to him or Glenn. I would say that the word salty got redefined for me yesterday. And the way it was put to me and explained to me was this. If you look at the Bible and you look at Matthew, when God talks about you being the salt of the earth, think about that for a second. The salt of the earth. Now, what do we use salt for? You know, when you think about food, food is not going to change usually its flavor or its texture alone, right? If you eat bland chicken, I, when I was competing, all I would eat was chicken and rice, and I would put seasoning on it to basically give it a little bit of extra to make it palatable and to make it for me to throw it down the hatch, digest it, and stick with my game plan, right? I needed a little variety. I needed a little salt in my life. If you look at yourself as a beacon for others, this can redefine every type of conversation you can have today, tomorrow, the next day, and beyond. So I usually give notes uh, at the end of my segment, today is going to be unscripted. And the reason why I like to be unscripted is sometimes it can come across very robotic if I'm looking at notes and going through points, and I've already pre-rehearsed it, and it's like, okay, we're going to hit the points, and this is going to be tactical, it's going to be informational. This is designed for you to think a little bit different differently about what you currently think about and how you are able to influence people and be the salt of the earth for others. And so I think about being influential. What salt does essentially is it spices things up. Somebody said that earlier, and it gives taste and texture to something that might not normally had before. And if you think about one of a salt and pepper shaker, it's not only in every restaurant, it's essentially on every table. It's in packets. It's plentiful. It's used for other things like de-icing roads. It has so many different uses. Now, table salt specifically, if it loses its taste, if it loses its flavor, it loses its purpose. And so I think about us being, you know, human beings walking around. We're creatures of habit. We tend to get into routines. We tend to have the same relationships, the same conversations. And I think about how we can very easily go into cruise control and automatic and just kind of coast through. Well, how does that grow you personally? I think as human beings, we're, we're really good at being comfortable. We're really good at having convenience because when we're com comfortable, 
we feel at ease or we feel at peace with ourselves. So I want to bring up, this is going to be story time for the next 10 minutes. I love this story because it probably made the biggest difference the way I thought about one of my very good friends because I didn't know his story before. You know, it's amazing how you can get to know somebody just through the power of not only conversation, informal conversation, yet also from others. And I didn't know this gentleman, um, I would say, until probably 2002. So if we go back 19 years, there was a gentleman by the name of Hal Elrod, who is the author and, and founder, and he has a movement right now. He has a series, and it's called The Miracle Morning. Just by flash of mics, has anyone ever heard of Hal Elrod, or by show of hands, if you're in the audience, um, if you've ever heard of Hal Elrod or The Miracle Morning? I know David, you have. I know Leanne. Uh, we're good friends. And Okay, so I, I, I see that. Good. Well, Hal also has salt, right? He is salty. He has provided uh, essentially a movement and an influence and influx of people to think differently. And he just started podcasting recently. If you rewind back to 1999, there was a life-changing moment for him where he was going through the motions. He was just kind of doing life and he was hit on, uh, head on by a drunk driver and went into a coma. He was in, he was in a coma for months. And I would say out of the seven, I think out of nine doctors that he had, seven of them says he was not going to make it. He was never going to walk again. He was never going to speak again. He was going to have to eat through a tube. And he was essentially going to be on um, not life support, but essentially 24-hour care for the rest of his life. And I think about how very easily we don't pay attention to the little things around us. And he said it was just a split second and my life changed. Now, why did that have impact on me, even though I didn't know this gentleman that long ago? Well, three years later, he starts working at the same company. And we're on a trip. We're on an incentive trip. And we're, I think we're in Puerto Rico or I think we're somewhere in uh, we're somewhere out of the country. And so that's when I met him for the first time. And uh, my wife and I have, have come very close to his family now. And what was amazing about him is he had a very articulate way of delivering something with two sentences that could make you think for years about that two sentences. And it really hit home with me that said, this guy is special. This guy has influence. This guy, there's something, there's something more to him. He gave just enough of himself to want more and say, I want to dive deeper into conversation with you. Now, for most people, that tragic accident could have been very easily a defeating moment in his life, yet he fought every single day to continue to live life with a purpose. And so after he did walk, after he did talk, after he did get out of the hospital, he decided he wanted to write a book. And um, that book was, was probably the most pivotal in most of our careers when it comes to this group of friends that we had because we didn't know the half of it, right? We can look, I guess, surface level in context and say, you know what? Yeah, he went through a lot. Man, I'm really glad he made it. No, start digging deep. Start to do your homework. Start to examine. What did it really take? Now, if we fast forward into probably mid-2010 to 2013, 
he's written 30-ish books. He's had many co-authors. It's translated into many languages. It's in many countries. And it's one of the most well-known movements. Tony Robbins talks about him uh, as being one of uh, the keys to his morning rituals. And, you know, and I think a guy like Tony Robbins, who's worldwide well-known and well-authored, is talking about this guy in the same breath of routine. There's got to be something more to this guy. When he went on Oprah, that was a life-changing moment. You know, he came down to Houston and, and, and got to be on Deborah Duncan. And then he started, you know, really started to see what this guy was about. We started to peel back the layers. And the reason why I tell you this was so motivating is because, you know, just when he thought he had everything under control, he didn't. And so I'm going to get to the 2013 part here in just a second. But 2008, he loses everything. He's financially successful. He's got kids. He's got a wife. He's got a family. In 2008, when everything crashed, he lost it. And the reason why I tell you that story, he's very public about it. And he knew that he could get through it because of what he went through that time before, having that near-death experience. And then just to pile it on top, in 2013, a doctor tells him, something's wrong. We need to run some tests. Something's not right with, you know, the normal routine blood work here. We need to take a look and dive a little bit deeper into why these tests are coming back abnormal. There's a few things. And he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. It was a very acute, rare form of cancer. And they didn't give him much of a chance. And I have to say, this was probably really where it hit home with me. I think about him from California coming to Houston, Texas at the Houston Medical Center, treatment after treatment, series after series, his wife not knowing if he's going to make it through. His kids are young enough to play with our kids at this point. And I remember Leanne goes, hey, we got your kids. You just drop them off. Ursula, go be with Hal. He needs you for these treatments. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that family and friends do when you know that these people are special and they have something that they have to go through. And that I knew he had more to give in life. And by the way, he did beat it. I'm not going to go completely into detail about that, but you can read it through his books. All you have to do is Google Hal Elrod and you'll find more out about him. I think about, you know, what he did from 2013 to present. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to uh, be in a group called Front Row Dads. That's originally why I got on Clubhouse. And uh, Hal still pops in every now and then on Clubhouse into the Miracle Morning Room. And, you know, there is someone who's very special. Brianna Greenspan has run 268 straight days of the Miracle Morning because she is so moved by Hal that she wanted to continue that legacy and be the megaphone for what he stands for and what he does. And there are so many people around him and surround him for this. Why do I tell you this story? It's because he has influence. And you know what? The people around him want to influence like they were influenced by him. And so I think about at Front Row Foundation, when, when he heard he had this cancer, they didn't know if he was going to make it. So as the Front Row Foundation flies someone out with a terminal illness or a possibly a life-threatening illness to be able to have the experience of their choice, and Hal Elrod chose UFC, Madison Square Garden, New York City. And when he got to go to the fight, it was a dream come true for him. Not only did he go to the fight, Dana White came up and said, hey, I heard you're a guy named Hal. He said, I want you to come sit by me ringside for the fight. Are you okay with that? 
And I don't know what Hal said to Dana. I really wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. The way that he ended that conversation, Dana said, anytime you want to go to a fight, you give me a call. Here's my number. I get you tickets. You sit ringside if you want. That's the kind of guy that this guy is. Now, none of us are Hal Elrod, right? But all of us have a name. All of us have a story that we're writing. And all of us have salt. We have influence with our families, with our communities, with our loved ones, with our friends. And I think about how much more we have to give that we're not giving right now. So if you were to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, we call it the, uh, we call it, we talked about it this morning, it's the balance wheel, right? Would you say that you're balanced? And a lot of people would say that they're never in balance. They're always out of balance in one area of their life. So if you think about looking at health and wealth, right? Those are two separate things, yet they're very important on the list for you to survive, not only health-wise, and I know Monica's in the room, and, and she got a chance to share with me a recipe that she was using right after her 75 hard, which uh, she'll probably share with you too. And I think about how we're taking care of our bodies. I think about how we're taking care of our money, stewarding our money, being secure, being smart, being responsible fiscally, and also teaching others how to steward theirs. You know, I also think about how we're loving thy neighbor or how we're not loving thy neighbor. And it's the, the balance wheel, right? What are we doing with our kids to teach them the right values and morals that we weren't taught or that we didn't get? You know, stability. I think about trying to create stability for others because in an unstable world, a lot of people might look to you as their rock and you might not know that. So my last segment was about two weeks ago and I said this. I have three different types of levels in my life with three people. And I have my Paul, my Tim, and my Barnabas. I have that person who I look up to as a mentor. I have that person who I do life with as a peer. And then I have that person who probably looks up to me who said, hey, I need your leadership and I need your help, which creates the accountability portion. So I think about that balance wheel and that wheel of life. How is the accountability? So if we start to rate ourselves on these areas of life, how balanced or imbalanced are we? Where does it need attention? And where are we thriving? What are we doing to celebrate? Who are we celebrating with? You know, it's my wife's 39th birthday today, and uh, she's driving back. Uh, her name is Leanne. Uh, she uh, is on the stage. And I have to say that it was very special for her this morning because, you know, when she wakes up and does her routine, she does the miracle morning every morning. And I've seen a noticeable difference. She's someone who has lost 30 pounds. She is someone who has more energy, more drive, more focus. She is the most amazing mother that you can think of. She's someone who also runs one of our businesses wholeheartedly and solely and responsibly for everything. And I think about, you know, it's very easy just to kind of throw up our hands and go through the motions and say, yeah, we have this. Let's just do our best. She takes control. When we talked about David Disc, right, when David talked about that, I, I was starting to think about, hmm, where do these people in my life fit into the D, the I, the S? And I started to realize that it's so needed. And so my challenge to you before I open it up, my challenge to you is this. Who needs you in their life? Now, I, I, I wanted to be very clear. This is not a note-taking session. 
But I would be willing to bet someone is crying or screaming inside for help and they don't know where to turn or what to do. And they might need to see you as their shining light. Now, who is someone who you can confide in? Who is someone that you walk daily with and do life with? It could be um, a friend. It could be a spouse. It could be a significant other. It could be all of these different things. It's just really important to identify this, to get clear about it. And I'll tell you why all this matters here in like a minute. And then who do you go to for counsel? Who do you know who's wise? Who do you know who would give you the answer that you might not want to hear, but you absolutely need it? You know, I think about uh, someone in my life who has asked me to be on his board of directors. He has seven men in his life that speak into his life every quarter. We do a two-hour Zoom call, and he says, hold me accountable, guys. I need this. My family needs this. And my sons, my all three sons, need to see me at my best. Please hold me accountable to this. And I felt very honored to do that. This is why it's so important. When I think about mindset and when I think about when you get out of bed, you put your feet on the floor, you ground yourself, you start the day. Are you starting it with the reason to actually go through the motions and get through it? Or are you starting it because you have a job to do? You have a mission to accomplish. You have something and someone that needs you and needs your attention. They need your talent. They need your time. They need your treasure. And I think that's where we can make a big difference as far as how we wake up. Do we wake up with an alarm because we have to, or do we, get, do we wake up because we get to, because we're fortunate enough and gracious enough to be able to open our eyes, to not have to worry about that near-death experience by hitting head-on a drunk driver or being diagnosed with stage four cancer and working on beating it. And I have to tell you that Hal didn't know if he was going to make it. He was very honest with his wife. He goes, I don't know if I'm going to make this and beat this, but I'm going to do everything that I possibly can in my power. And here's what I loved. For anyone in this room who's having one of those days, which I've had them, you've had them, you might be having one, or you might be having the best one, great. The one thing that he said that I thought was so important, and I'll end with this before I open it up for any comments, for any questions, for any insight. Somebody asked him, what was the biggest key to your success so far in life to date? And he goes, there's one phrase that I use when I'm grateful, when I'm upset, when I'm frustrated, you know, anything across the board. He understands that there's only a certain amount of things he can control, and he can only control him. He can influence others, but he can't control them. And so his motto is very simple. If he's stuck in traffic, this is the motto. Can't change it. I can't move the car in front of me. I can just wait for it to move, wait for it to speed up, get going, and then I can go about my day. You can notice that two people in traffic, one can be upset, one can be really happy because you know what? Maybe they needed that break. So it's not the situation, it's how we look at the situation. And I just wanted to share that about my good friend Hal because I believe that he's made a huge difference in so many people's lives that I think his story needed to be heard. And some of you who uh, do go to his room on Clubhouse, that's great. Um, really, truly, I had no intentions of speaking with him or speaking about him three or four hours ago. But it really hit me that when we talk about the salt of the earth, how are you going to be the salt in other people's lives? So with that, would love to open it up. I just have literally five minutes before we turn the mic over. Would love to hear anything uh, that really kind of hit home with you or anything that you felt like you might want to do. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an assignment. What is one thing that you could take from this last 30 minutes 
or who's that one person that you could have a conversation with that you feel needs it. So I'll be looking for mic flashes and then uh, we're going to be turning it over. We only have a quick four or five minutes um, to be able to hear from you, but I want to bring your voice in. I want you to be able to have accountability to be able to say, you know what, next week when we have a segment, you can say, hey, by the way, I had a conversation that Monday, September 13th, because I heard that story. So would love to uh, to hear from someone that, you know, really maybe it just hit one or the other. And sorry, I, I stink at looking through. So if your mic flashing, <laughs> I apologize if uh, I can't see it yet. So uh, we'll get there. Oh, Leanne, are you uh, are you available to speak? Oh, somebody came off mic and I'm not I'm not looking very well. Sorry. Karina. Uh, Karina. Uh, yep. Oh, David, thank you. Karina, go ahead. And then Leanne. Hi, thank you very much for having me. I'm Karina. And um, what you said just really resonated with me. And it's kind of a weird place because it resonated with me with myself. And today I had to have a really hard conversation with myself. I'm in recovery from um, massive knee surgery, as some of you guys might know in this room. And I'm at six months and I'm slowly at the place where I can start to begin to see clients and work again. Um, by yesterday, my knee went out and today it went out a couple of times and I had to make a really hard decision in my own self and say, um, you need to take care of your own body and it's okay to reschedule your clients because you come first. And I actually found myself reaching out to my husband and asking him for support because I was feeling really guilty and, you know, basically what you just said, Storm, about looking, you know, for me, it was it's looking in the mirror and saying, if somebody else was talking to me and they were telling me how I was feeling, I would give them tons of support and permission to say it's okay to take your own space to heal and that you need to stay true to who you are and trust and believe that the universe will provide and love you, even though some of the decisions you have to make can poorly benefit you but in the end will benefit you a lot more in your own physical being and who you are so thank you for just reassurance and validation that um, it's okay to have these conversations with yourself if you need to so thank you storm uh, karina thank you for sharing and knee surgeries are no fun so i will say was this a complete reconstruction acl I actually, this is my um, third knee surgery, and I had a total knee replacement um, by a cadaver. So someone um, passed on, and I was actually able to um, have part of their bone and ligaments grafted into my body six months ago. And it's a two-year recovery, um, and I'm walking. And this was one of the first groups that I started with on Clubhouse back in March. And I don't know how many times I've cried on here, but um, I've, ne I've never felt anything other than love and support and kindness. And um, with what you just said, it just gave me that real sense of grace and, and um, gratitude that I can even walk. So, uh, you know, it's a tough conversation to have with myself every once in a while, giving myself permission to um, really actually sit back and recover, even though mentally I want to do so much more, but physically I can't. So, um, but yeah, thank you. And I'm Karina and hopefully you guys, um, enjoyed that. And there was some enlightenment there. 
Karina, you touched somebody in this room, and we're going to keep you in our prayers as we know that uh, we've seen a few knee surgeries in our uh, in our day and in our family. And I know that, you know, to have a total replacement is going to be that mess into a message. And uh, you're someone who I can tell just by the way that you spoke. It's something that you're almost past mentally and getting through because you're that strong. So thank you for sharing that and, and appreciate you. And Leanne, I, I do want to see if, if you're available to speak. Uh, we're going through Tropical Storm Nicholas right now. Uh, so go ahead if, uh, if you're safe to do it. I'm safe. It's raining pretty hard here, but I did get to catch your segment and it was pretty inspiring. Um, bringing the message back to being the salt of the earth and it kind of makes you do do a reflection of yourself like how am I showing up and am I being that kind of salt in the earth kind of person where I'm showing up as my best so I can give the best to myself and you know I don't want to be bad salt I don't want to be too spicy salt I mean I just want to so yeah you put it in good perspective so I love hearing house stories so thanks for sharing that and this is Leanne I'm passing it back to you well Leanne I know that uh, with your 39th birthday today it's uh, it's really cool to be able to share this with you and uh, have this moment because you're really kind of our salt and our rock in uh, in the family and I just want to thank all of you I know Rocky Susan and, and Molly are, are here and Monica and I see Elizabeth and I, I have to say that it's really nice to have these kinds of segments to be able just to talk freely and from the heart instead of from paper. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.